Bobby and I are super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Express your style and build a look that's made for you. I love the look and comfort of my new Oakley glasses. The lenses are like nothing I've ever experienced with their prism lens technology. These lenses protect my sun-sensitive blue eyes, but somehow also make colors even more vibrant and details even more clear. And let me tell you, Oakleys, they are popular in my household as both my sons argue over who gets to borrow my glasses. They both play outdoor sports and they know Oakley is the best for training. Plus, I think they want to look a little bit like Lamar Jackson, who is also sponsored by Oakley. Now, my personal favorite pair is from the HSTN collection. I've literally been wearing mine every day since I got them. So let me tell you what you should do. Head on over to oakley.com right now and get yourself a pair of glasses that will change your look for the better. But don't just trust me. Try them for yourself. Go to oakley.com for more information today. You know, ever since Baltimore used first-round draft capital on Boston College standout wide receiver Zay Flowers back in April, there have been a lot of Marquise Hollywood Brown comparisons because of their similarities and measurables. But as former Raven turned NFL analyst Brad Jackson told me earlier this week, there's several key differences between the two players, and he can speak to it seeing how he scouted Zay throughout his pre-draft process. I'm Bobby Trossett, riding solo this week while my co-host Sarah Ellison and her family are on vacation. It is Wednesday, June 7th, and this is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. So the aforementioned Zay Flowers happens to be dealing with his first NFL setback physically. I have an update on Gus Edwards and some media observations from those who attended the latest session of voluntary OTAs. Plus, I'll give you a brief player profile on Baltimore's newest wide receiver, Laquan Treadwell, and what his addition means big picture. I've got all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. So I was fortunate enough to live stream from Jonathan Ogden's annual golf tournament earlier this week, and I had a chance to catch up with several former Ravens, including Brad Jackson, who was one of Baltimore's linebackers on that 2000 team that won it all, of course, under Brian Billick. And Brad and I covered a number of topics, but one that stood out to me most is his observations on the differences between former Raven Marquise Hollywood Brown and new Raven Zay Flowers. Now, their measurables, they look awfully similar, right, on most websites, and some have criticized Baltimore's front office for once again going with an undersized wide receiver. Now, wait a second, though, because Brad says not so fast. Yeah, and what? Zay's a little bit bigger, but Zay is thicker. Like, you know, right, right. Hollywood was those- Hollywood not not to say he was frail, but he was thin, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But in yeah. and, and Zay has more muscle, he has okay. more mass, and he can build onto that. He's a little more physical, uh, you know, on contact and in routes. Like he doesn't get bumped off routes like Hollywood used to. So when you're in coverage and you know, DBs are gonna do hand play and they're gonna bump, and that's what we do, you know, on defense. You know, sometimes he could get knocked off his landmark running a route where Zay does not in the past, the past couple of years watching film, he he did have the tendency to kind of get like 
banged out. But then this past year, I mean, he he started off and he definitely worked on. He's physical in his routes. He's physical coming out of breaks. He's using his hands well. He's coming back to the football. You know, I mean, this is a guy when I was first watching film for the Senior Bowl. And, you know, they did, I don't know how many jet sweeps with him. And he's like cutting it right up in between. Like he's not trying to race himself to the sideline and get out of bounds. I mean, he's which is something Marquise did. Right. Right. And and so like that's one of the things. And then he can return kicks, which is a need for the Ravens, obviously, also. So that's one of the things that I think Zay will could have an impact, especially early on. Uh, but definitely in that slot area. I mean, if you're talking about putting him on the same side with, you know, Andrews and whoever you want to throw out there. If it's OBJ, OBJ is probably not going to be running by people out of one, so he's not going to scare people. Uh, but if you're able to get Bateman and and Zay on the same side, and then you bring another tight end over, that's that's havoc for those linebackers and that dimebacker and those corners. Even if you're a nickel, because you you can't go dime and go four DBs all across because the Ravens are just going to hand it off and run the football down your throat. But they're too animosity, yeah, right? And so. Yeah. And so that's that's the advantage. I tell you what, too, B-Jack can speak to this. He's been working with Jim Nagy and the Reese's Senior Bowl crew, so he has a good handle on not only Zay, but a lot of these guys coming out of college from a scouting standpoint. It would not surprise me if Brad ends up working as an NFL scout with one of the 32 teams in the coming years now that – and again, you should just go back and listen to the entire conversation because he kind of mentioned, like, hey, his kids now are moving on, right? Like, sports is – not exactly a thing that takes up his entire weekend as a father anymore. So I would not be surprised if he wants to scratch that scouting itch uh, pretty soon in the near future. But anyway, he had a chance to look at Zay closely throughout the pre-draft process. And like I said, he's been in some talks. I don't even say this. I mean, he's been in talks with NFL teams about potential scouting opportunities uh, moving forward. So anyway, here's more on the differences between Zay and Hollywood from Brad's perspective. He's the, physical. The sturdy, he's he's, sturdy. he's, he's strong. Line, he, he's, where, he's way stronger than Like he doesn't get knocked off his not routes. Not going to knock off his routes. Sturdy he's routes. Physical coming out the routes. How about Yak? He's a willing, he's going to be Yak guy because he's he's going to bounce off guys. I mean, if you go back and watch the film, he was able to catch underneath routes, bounce off linebackers that thought they were just going to throw a shoulder on him. And then he was able to, you know, continue on down the field several times this season uh, obviously kick returning he's going to be special you I mean you got to be a tough guy to be back there running kicks back because you're, you're getting hunted every time uh and then obviously he's, he's going to be a factor in the run game you know with the jet sweeps and the and the bubble screens and all those sorts of things that he showed him already to do excel a lot of things i hate when teams and maybe this is the former player side of me they try to draft a guy in hopes of what he can do and i'm like well if you never saw it on film for three or four years how in the heck do you think He's going to do this at this position in the National Football League when grown men are paying their bills off of this job. Like, and then so, but that's the thing with Zay. Everything that we're talking about, he's already shown and has been attributed to. And there's actually film, there's receipts to show his willingness to block. I'm big on wide receivers being willing to block downfield. I call them yeah. willing participants when I write my reports. And he's a willing participant and he's physical. Like, he'll go and he'll try to. You know, he'll try to lock up a DB and he'll, he'll try to finish him and you mess around and get caught out there. No one wants to see that on film if you're a defensive guy. So I love that toughness and tenacity. So I, I think he was the right pick for what they were trying to do and, and help Lamar as much as possible and and build more on this offense to give Lamar as many weapons as possible. So right now, I don't see any excuses. So basically, the moral of the story here is this. Although there are some undersized similarities on paper between the two players, make no mistake about it. Zay is heavier built. He's more sturdy as a route runner. 
Yards after contact, as we've discussed before, since he was selected, that's one of his calling cards. And hey, B-Jack says he's even a willing participant as a blocker, which we love to see in Baltimore with a strong run game, as we know. And then don't forget about his special teams abilities, too, as a potential return specialist this fall. I expect him to be competing alongside Devin Duvernay for that workload. And again, that was just one of many topics that Brad and I covered earlier this week. The full conversation can be found in the archives. I highly recommend it. Look for episode number 290. But still to come here on The Vault, news and notes from this week's OTAs at One Winning Drive. Stay tuned. Bobby and I are super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Express your style and build a look that's made for you. I love the look and comfort of my new Oakley glasses. The lenses are like nothing I've ever experienced with their prism lens technology. These lenses protect my sun-sensitive blue eyes, but somehow also make colors even more vibrant and details even more clear. And let me tell you, Oakleys, they are popular in my household as both my sons argue over who gets to borrow my glasses. They both play outdoor sports and they know Oakley is the best for training. Plus, I think they want to look a little bit like Lamar Jackson, who is also sponsored by Oakley. Now, my personal favorite pair is from the HSTN collection. I've literally been wearing mine every day since I got them. So let me tell you what you should do. Head on over to Oakley.com right now and get yourself a pair of glasses that will change your look for the better. But don't just trust me. Try them for yourself. Go to Oakley.com for more information today. All right, let's talk some OTA attendance, shall we? Because Tuesday marked the final day of voluntary organized team activities that's open to reporters. And the aforementioned Zay Flowers was nowhere to be found. And according to John Harbaugh, He's now dealing with his first minor NFL setback physically. He has he had a kind of a tweak, soft tissue thing. He should be back next week, the latest. So that didn't seem all that serious, obviously, but it is something to keep an eye on over the next week or so as we make our way towards mandatory minicamp. Now, as for Gus Edwards, he's been working on the side throughout OTAs, but he has not participated in team drills as of yet. Remember, he played nine games in 2022 and averaged five yards per carry with 87 in total and over 400 yards, but he missed the entire 2021 season with that ACL tear and Harbs provided an update on what he's been up to on Tuesday. I think mini camp partially ready. I'm hearing uh, training camp supposed to be fully ready. Yeah. This just wasn't quite ready to get back out and practice yet. No setback. Uh, maybe they're being a little cautious, but that's what they're doing. In other news, the battle for starting left guard will once again be a topic of conversation this summer, being that Ben Powers, as we know, departed in free agency earlier in the offseason. Now, there are a number of candidates who are competing for the job, including second-year tackle Daniel Falele, who got some work in at the position on Tuesday. We're just going to try to give him every opportunity to see what, uh, you know, kind of where he, where he flashes. Right now is a great time. I wanted to see what he looked like before we got out of the minicamp and the OTAs at left guard. Uh, he looked good. You know, he could stay a little more square, things like that. But his feet look good. His hands look good. He's able to punch quickly with his hands and react pretty quickly in there. So uh, I wouldn't rule him out, you know, as a potential left guard. would also say that uh, 
John Simpson's done a great job in there. Ben Cleveland has been working both sides, but we got him working right tackle now. You saw that. Uh, then Salah's doing a nice job in there. You may have noticed that. He looks good in there. So uh, it's going to be quite a, quite a fight for that spot. Uh, who would have thought? Back-to-back summers, we got the most compelling positional battle being for left guard. But anyway, let's get to Nelson Aguilar because – He's been flashing so far this week. He's been on point. He's been here you know, pretty much every day. He's missed a few days here and there for personal reasons. But uh, he's a talented guy, former first-round pick. He looks it, rangy, big catch radius. All things you saw today, I feel like he's been doing all along. So a good start for the veteran who will likely back-end the wide receiver room. And before we get to overall attendance, here's Harbs on what he's seen recently from Lamar and the ongoing process of installing Todd Munkin's new offense. It is the evolution, you know, and it's something that he's, we've, we've been in that world before, but uh, not to this degree. To me, the offense starts in that world more than it did before, and uh, I'm excited about that. I know Lamar's excited about that. He and I have had conversations about it. Obviously, Todd is right in there with T, coaching the offense to the quarterbacks. Uh, that's been really good. Uh, we've had a lot of one-on-one sessions in terms of, you know, just op- how we're going to operate and how the, how the quarterbacks need to operate. I think you saw today the communication probably better than what you saw last week, right? So we just got to keep building on that. And just for those of you who keep track of the attendance, here are some more Ravens who were absent from the last week of voluntary OTAs before mandatory minicamp ramps up. Odell Beckham Jr., Rashad Bateman, of course, Zay Flowers, as I've already mentioned, Mark Andrews, J.K. Dobbins, Pat Ricard, Kevin Zeitler, Ronnie Stanley, Patrick Queen, Tyus Bowser, Marlon Humphrey, and Marcus Williams. That's not the full attendance, but that is some of the more notable names who are not here this week. Again, it is the final week of OTAs, which are voluntary, and mandatory minicamp is right around the corner. Then, of course, we're just over a month and a half away from the start of 2023 training camp. So the Ravens added another wide receiver to their depth chart on Monday with the signing of former Minnesota Vikings first round selection Laquan Treadwell. The soon to be 28 year old now lands with his fourth team in as many years after one year stints with Atlanta, Jacksonville and Seattle. Baltimore now has five wide receivers who've been drafted in the first round on its current roster. OBJ, Nelson Aguilar, Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers and Treadwell are those five and here's Harbs on his newest edition. Another former first round pick obviously and uh, you know what you find out about guys and, and knew a little bit but we've never been around him uh, really a determined, determined guy. Wants to, wants to be really good um, you know physical practice worked hard in the workout came out here pretty much knew what he was doing you know after getting here less than 24 hours ago he didn't make a mistake out there i think that says a lot about who he is so he'll be in the mix we'll let him compete and see how he does now look let's not make this into something more so than it really is right like i see treadwell as a depth guy who's going to compete for a spot of course on the 53-man roster but hey you just never know how things shake out right now i think he's on the outside looking in because of how much depth there is because of how deep of a room it is right now but hey bottom line is the unfortunate reality of football injuries and unforeseen circumstances always happen which is sad but that's reality so i expect him to be ready should his number be called but if it does end up being called that's probably not a great thing for the way this roster is currently constructed
And before we fly, some other quick news items, beginning with this from John Harbaugh, who was asked about J.K. Dobbins' series of tweets from last week, which essentially expressed his uncertainty for what his future in Baltimore looks like. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really have any reaction because I didn't look at it, but uh, but uh, Chad told me about it, and uh, basically, I guess it was, you know, I, I want to be back, but I don't know. Is that, is that how you? Is that what it was? I would probably, I'd probably agree. I mean, we want him back, but who knows the future? So nobody knows the future. If somebody can tell me whether J.K. is going to be back next year, I'd like to know if you're certain about it. But who's, who knows anything about anything? Uh, I think I know J.K., when he gets back here, will be determined, excited. He will work hard. His energy will be high. I know he'll be in great shape because I know who he is as a person. And I expect great things out of him this year. In other news, a Tuesday roster move, which was a direct result of the aforementioned Laquan Treadwell signing. Undrafted rookie QB Nolan Henderson out of Delaware was waived, which now leaves Lamar, Tyler Huntley, Josh Johnson, and Anthony Brown as the lone QBs to make up that position room. And finally, second-year safety Kyle Hamilton talked about the impact that Marcus Williams has had on him since he entered the NFL. Marcus is one of the best in our league. Um, It sucks that he was hurt a good amount of last year because y'all saw what he did before and after the injury and how great he is on the field. But just having somebody like that in the room every single day, he's been through it. This is year seven, I think, for him, so he's getting getting old. But... but, I mean, he tells me every day, just not even football-wise, just mentally how to attack every day, how to watch film, how to adapt to certain coverage that we're playing, stuff like that, not to overthink it. He gives me a lot of confidence in my game, so he's helped me a lot the past two years, and um, hopefully it's going to be a bright future. Thanks for listening to The Morning Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms by visiting patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast. As you probably know by now, we have been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. And with your membership support, you'll give us a chance to keep churning out daily Ravens content for years to come. And a special shout out to two of our returning patrons this month, Jaron Fonville and Christopher Saxe. We appreciate you both for believing in what we're building here in Baltimore. And we'd also love to hear from everyone, whether you're a patron or not, with comments, questions, or if you'd ever be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And that is all the time I've got today, but I'll be back on Thursday with the Ravens news you need to know.